0: This morning, Psalm number twenty-five. We'll begin reading in verse number fourteen, Psalm twenty-five, verse number fourteen. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. You remember last week we spent most of our time, um, you know, with what is the, what man is he that feareth the Lord? That was in verse number twelve. So this morning. We have the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Now, this morning, Brother Jerry was in there, and and we were talking about the coffee, and I told him about the secret drawer. You know, there was a secret There's a drawer under the coffee maker that's got more coffee, you know, in it. So that secret now belongs with him. He knows that secret. But if you didn't know it was there, you didn't realize it was there, then... (laughs) You might not know the secret, right? So, I mean, it's the same sort of principle that we have here. I mean, these things are here in God's Word. I mean, a person can go into a a bookstore; still, it's amazing that they still can and buy a Bible, um, and they could read these things. But unless the Lord opens their heart and their minds to understand them, you know, they're they're not. Unless the Lord shows them the secret that is contained therein, they're not going to know. So the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mm-hmm. doesn't say when he's going to return, you know, um, however many reasons there are that the Lord's going to return in whatever year that was. You know, um, there have been men that have done that. Uh, but what he's gonna, what's he going to show us? His covenant. Hey, it, it, Brother J.T. was talking about this morning already about the, the, that covenant. That what? that the son had with the father and that's been made with us uh, even. So uh, show him, show them his covenant. Verse number 15, mine eyes are ever toward the Lord because that covenant exists because the Lord has given him. I am his and he is mine. We just sang about it, right? Because that covenant has been made because that covenant is sure. It's the sure mercies of David. The scripture says because that covenant is sure the psalmist says, my eyes are ever toward the Lord. I have a reason to look unto him. I have a reason to hope in him. I have a reason to call upon him. I have a reason to cry out to him. And and I have a reason to believe that he will show me mercy. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the next part, isn't it? My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Mm-hmm. Now there's there's nets that are set for you every day. Every day. It's those thorns Brother J.T. was talking about. They're out there every day. You've got to deal with them. Verse 16, the psalmist says, turn unto me, Lord, and have mercy upon me. Again, like I said, he has a reason to hope. He has a reason to hope. For I am desolate and afflicted. There's two things, desolate, afflicted. Verse 17 talks about troubles. You know, there's a third one there. Bring me out of my distresses. There's a fourth one. Verse number 18, there's a fifth one there. It says, look upon my affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. There's that covenant. How do we know? If we confess our sins because of this covenant that has been made with us, because that covenant exists if we confess our sins. He's faithful and just, right? Because of that covenant, the Father and the Son, he's just to forgive us our sins. Sister Shelby's not here this morning, or I'd say something about God didn't just sweep our sins under the rug, you know, because that's what she does a lot. You know, she she cleans a lot. She cleans houses for us when we finish in construction. Pray for her. She's not here. You know where she's at? Anybody? She's in New York City. I would not want to be there. (laughs) But she wants to be. She has family there. So uh, pray for her. She's in New York. So remember her. Remember Sister Pat. She's not here this morning. She's, she's sick. She has what she thinks is a cold. She said, as soon as I got one, I went straight to the doctor. Because you know what happened to her last time. She ended up with pneumonia and ended up in the hospital. So pray pray for, for these. And there are others. I mean, Sister Proby sent something out to us recently. Um, you know, pray for her family. So we, we have plenty to pray about, don't we? We can be thankful this morning and Tara are here. Tara's been through, you know, some some things. Uh, you know, of late we were praying about, and here she stands. So we're thankful for that. Um, Heath said to me, he "said I heard because he was listening when I said it. Said I heard you had a pretty bad gal attack." And I said, "Yeah, it's gone. And I'm thankful for that." So uh, the Lord does. What, what's my point? There's these distresses, afflictions. There's 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 these all all these things, these troubles that are mentioned here, um, that we just read about. And, and the Lord brother JT's already told us this morning that the Lord God God what? He cares. He cares about these things. He cares more than we realize. He loves us more than I mean we think we know love. Um, he loves us more than we understand, we comprehend. We have scripture for that? Sure. is, is it, it Did't Paul talk about it being beyond you know our comprehension? I mean the depth, the height, the length, the breadth, I mean it's I mean, it's just it's it's unfathomable, but you've been let in upon that secret. Yeah. The secret of the Lord belongs. It belongs to those who fear him. You understand some of these things, you know some of these things. The Lord has revealed some of these things unto you. So verse number 19 says, Consider mine enemies, for they are many. We're talking about those nets. And they hate me with cruel hatred. Did, did not the Lord tell us if they hated me, they're going to hate you also? Oh, keep my soul. Right? right. I mean, these snares are all about us. You might as well be walking through a, a minefield. Right? These troubles are all about us. Yeah. And we're asking the Lord to keep us. I mean, I, I've been thinking about that a whole lot. Some kind of thought comes to my mind, you know, that I don't want to be there. I'm like, Lord, deliver me from evil. I I don't want that thing to to get any kind of foothold in my thinking. Um, You know, so uh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let let me not be ashamed. I mean, we put our hope in the Lord. Let me not be ashamed. For I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me. Didn't we hear that word integrity already this morning? Mm -hmm. Didn't JT read it to us? Mm -hmm. You remember it? Where did he read it to us from? What Mm -hmm. book? I'm going to test you. What book did he read from when he was talking about integrity? Was he not in the book of Job? Mm -hmm. Who was it that said something about integrity? Was it not Job's wife? Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Did you curse God and die? Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, oh God, out of all his troubles. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Cohen, would you pray for us? Without ceasing, maybe seated. Do we do it? Do we pray without ceasing? I mean, everything that all these snares and this minefield we're walking through, well, we got plenty to cause us to draw near, draw nigh unto the Lord, uh, don't we? Well, we spoke last week about being at ease. And the man who fears the Lord, what what man is he that feareth the Lord? The Lord will teach him, we said. We said his soul shall dwell at ease last week. So there's things all around us that are seeking to cause us discontent, discontentment. You know every advertising campaign is really centered around that thought. Yeah? You open magazines, see an advertisement for a brand new whatever, uh, what, whatever floats your boat. Um, you know, if it, 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 it's some of these young men may be different than some of this us older guys, you know, what it, it may be. But let's just say it's a new car. You know? uh, how old are you now, Daniel? 16. So it's, yeah, you'd, you'd like to get your license. Not everybody's that way. A lot of people are like, I don't, you know, I don't care about getting my license. We, we had to make my youngest brother, or mom and dad did, get his. But I wanted to get mine when I was 16, and I wanted a car, um, you know. You see those advertisements for cars? You know, I, I'm only bringing that up because my daughters have told me that they'll flip through their phone and say, "What kind of car is this?" You know. So there's, <laughs> <laughs> believe me, what you say makes it back to me. Yeah. <laughs> just in the course of normal conversation, it's not anything like, "Oh, Dad, did you know that?" No, it's just, you know, this is what we were talking about. We're just you know, having a conversation. But anyway, um, the world's seeking to cause you to be discontent. Satan would like to cause you to be discontent but we're told in god's word to be content be content with such things as you have i mean your father knows you know if you need let's say you know i mean he's got a business and he's got to have certain tools and and he, he he could be real discontent with that wrench or that you know, backhoe or whatever it is, because it's just, I mean, every time he uses, he's got to work on it. I mean, boy, I'd like to have a new one. You know, well, the Lord knows what we need, when we need it. So be content, be content, look to the Lord, you know, don't, don't put yourself in a position where you're living beyond your means because you went out and bought a brand new one. You know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, we don't, but the Lord does be content That's what we were talking about last night, or not last night, but last week. We might have been talking about it last night, I don't know. Be content with where you are, with what the Lord has for you, right? Look to him. He knows where you need to be and how long you need to be there. I've done a few things in my life. You know, I started out sacking groceries at Piggly Wiggly. That's an interesting name for a grocery store, isn't it? Piggly Wiggly then I moved up and worked at Safeway you know um, but um, you know I went from you know doing that to you know over the years working with my dad doing different things and he didn't want me to learn construction so I was usually cleaning up breaking forms off of concrete slabs you know things like that uh, carrying bundles of shingles up on a roof um, you know toting lumber here or there but I still learned some of it you know because the guys that were working on the job site say hey Russell Bring me that, and I'm like, well, "What are you doing with that?" You know, and so saw some of it, understood some of it. Uh, worked in a, a, on a on a golf course, um, you know, and we didn't know anything about golf <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, we we mowed we mowed those fairways the first time with riding lawnmowers. Just had had a whole row of them going across there, you know, just trying to map things out. Um, but um, then he decided to open a, a rock mining operation, so I operated heavy equipment. Um, you know, but I've, I've done lots of different things. And then I was an insurance agent for 20 years. You know, but the Lord knew, and some of those things I'd go into, like Lord, I don't know anything about this. Um, but it was the thing, brother JT. You know, where's your heart with where you are? Um, I'm preaching last week's message, Arna, but where's your heart with where you are? Because he was say, are you teachable? And those young men would come and they'd say, I know how to weld. Brother J- J.T.'s teaching welding. Hey, let me show you your weld won't hold. Uh, and then they were ready to find out, how, well, how can I weld it so that it will hold in that circumstance, uh, under that pressure, you know, for the purpose for which it needs to be welded. And so, you know, I get into those situations, and I'm like, Lord, I don't know anything about this. Mm-hmm. But this is where you put me. And I know this much. If you put me here, you put me here for a purpose. And so I'm just looking to you to give me... The understanding I need to be able to do whatever it is I need to do here. Um, so, be content. You know, and, and that in and of itself—that's not—that's not divorced from where we are in verse number fourteen, right? You know, that—that that absolutely applies to what we're talking about in verse number fourteen. Not everybody is in that place yeah. to be content. I mean, we live amongst a whole world of people who are not content at all with anything. I mean, I was listening to a guy yesterday who was talking about, uh, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't yesterday, that was Saturday. So Friday I was listening to a guy who was talking about somebody he knew had been married like nine times. You know, they weren't content. They weren't content with something, I don't know what. I mean, these days, Brother J.T., you could have got divorced over... Did, did y'all hear what he called the sheets? Yeah, huh? Hmm? All 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 the, the sheets and the comforter and stuff on the bed. I and mean, you don't hear people really refer to it this way anymore. But I I remember hearing my grandparents refer to it that way. And, it, and it's 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 good way to refer to it. But Sister Betty took the bed clothes. You ever heard of sheets and stuff on the bed called bedclothes? Well, you wear clothes, but so that, that bed wears clothes too. <laughs> you know. Um, but she took those bedclothes off, put them in the, in the washer, and he heard that ruckus, and, and uh, it was a scorpion that had stung her on the foot. Mm. That'd be enough for some people. You got scorpions living in this house? Well, I'm not going to live with you no more. You know, I'm moving out. I'm not going to live here with these scorpions. Uh, hmm? You burn, the you burn the beans, yeah. It could be anything, couldn't it? Um, so that's, there's, there's a secret there. That, that thing of contentment, uh, that's something that not everybody knows about. Just like Brother Jerry not knowing about that drawer with that coffee in it. You know, not everybody knows. And that was just put there yesterday, brother. I mean, you hadn't even seen it before today. you know. So now you know. But think about some of these things. Spurgeon said about this verse of Scripture, he said, This text is a great deep. The secret of the Lord. You think about the knowledge of God? That is a great deep. I mean, those those are depths that are go far beyond, you know, the depths of the of the oceans that we have upon the earth. Those those are depths, really, if you want to put it in its proper perspective, those are depths that go beyond the reaches of space. That we haven't even found the borders, and I don't think we'll ever will find the borders of. I mean that's how that's how mighty God is. There's no end, yeah. you know. It's not like the earth before they they understood that it was round and thought they would sail off the end of the earth. You know, um, I mean the vast reaches of space that our most powerful telescopes have not be, been able to fathom the depths of the knowledge of God. Far, far, far. I mean, He created those things. He, he had the understanding to create those things i mean those things hang out there in space the, this 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 ball that we live on hangs out there in space you know and it rotates upon an axis um, and and we haven't figured all that out yet you know but god's wisdom and understanding goes so far beyond all of that and so we begin to think about what Spurgeon says. When he talks about being a great deep, the secret of the Lord, no doubt. It is a great deep, the things that God understands, a great deep. Just think about God and the name that he gave unto Moses to give unto the children of Israel. When they would ask Moses, Moses anticipated, they would ask, who sent you? And God says, you tell them, I am that. That is a great deep that God's always been, that he's never had a beginning, and that there will be no end. That's deep. That's deep. Are you not amazed? Think about this. Are you not amazed at times? I hope you are. Are you not amazed at times whenever you've prayed about something and the answer was there? And the scripture tells us that he answers. You know that's in the Bible, Right. That he answers before we even ask. Right, that's right. That he knows the end from the beginning. The only reason the only reason we could know the end is if we started in a book and read the back of it before we ran the front of it, you know. Uh, now I do have a book I'm reading right now. I told you about that. They, he starts with his conclusion. Before he ever gets into the book. You know. But God knows the end from, He knows the end of your life. He knows the final breath. That you will take. He knows where you're going to be. When you take it. He knows the end. From the beginning. Before your parents were ever married. He knew you. Isn't that incredible? To think about. That's a secret. Of the Lord. and For you to know that and believe it. You know. For you to know that and believe it. That's, that's the grace of God. That's the grace of God in your life. So, there, there's some things that give us pause, aren't there, as we, as we think about that. Uh, the God of all creation knows and sees all, before whom nothing is hidden. I mean, the thoughts that you think, that you do not even disclose to the closest person to you. Whether that be your spouse or it be just a friend. The Lord. And this, this whole idea that we have here in this verse about secret, that's really what it kind of has to do with, in a way, is that the Lord is, in, in, in this relationship that you have with him, he's making things known to you and speaking to you. Let me put it this way. How about Moses? How, how is it that God said that he spoke to Moses? Hmm? Well, he spoke to him in burning bush, but face-to-face face as with a friend, as with a friend. That not that amazing to you? The God of all the universe spoke face-to-face face with Moses as with a friend. You know? Moses' face shone as he came down off that mountain. The people were so afraid of that, they wanted a veil put on it. Um, but but this is... They couldn't stand it. They couldn't stand it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, think about that with Moses. Think about this. Um, you know, Hebrews 8 11, quoting from the Old Testament, says, They shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least unto the greatest. Yeah. You know? God speaks. This secret he's making known unto you as with a friend, right? Now, how about Abraham? You remember when things were going to happen that happened in Sodom and Gomorrah when God was going to rain down fire and brimstone upon that place. He said this about Abraham. Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? You remember how Abraham said, if there's this many righteous, Lord, will you spare it? Um, God makes himself known. Or we would not, and we already had a precursor to that this morning, or we would not know him. We could not know him. How would we ever find him out? How would we ever discover him? I mean, we haven't even discovered, you know, much beyond our own galaxy. Um, how would we ever discover him who made all things if we can't even fathom out his creation? If we, if we can't even discover all there is to know about his creation, how would we ever be able to find him? You you probably saw those commercials like I did when I was a kid growing up. Some guy climbed this big tall mountain to get up to some cave and there's some fellow sitting inside there and he'd say, what's the meaning of life? Like this guy, you know, was sitting on top of this mountain, had all knowledge, right? What's the meaning of life? Well, I mean, we can answer that question as God's people. Yeah, it, it, God's, God's made himself known unto us. We're, we're not just here, you know, for a little while and then we're gone and that's it. It's all over with, you know. God has made known unto us how that he's made all things, created all things. The purpose for which he's, we're, we're to do all that we do to glorify him, aren't we? Whether we eat or drink or whatsoever we do, we're to do all to the glory of God. I mean, we could answer that, that question in lots of ways, couldn't we? Um, he has made himself known unto us. Listen to Matthew eleven twenty-seven. Well, let me go back to Isaiah. Think about Isaiah 55. In verse 9, my thoughts, God says, are higher than yours. I, I, I'm just going to let you know on a little secret here, okay? Uh, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And my ways, they're higher than your ways. So when you get into some particular circumstance and you begin to wonder why things are happening the way they are, realize that you don't have all knowledge. Realize that you don't understand all things. Realize that I'm doing something that you may not be able to comprehend right now. Um, I mean, the Lord said such unto the disciples, didn't he? There's many things that, that I have that I to say unto you, that I would say unto you. But you can't bear them now. You can't understand them now. You can't carry these, you, these things now. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Or how about Matthew eleven twenty seven 27 in relationship to these things? All things, the Lord said, are delivered unto me by my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son. And he to whom the Son will reveal him. How are you going to know? How are you going to understand? How are you going to comprehend? Except that it's made known unto you. You know, you, you think about the Father and the Son and the Spirit and, and all that that is contained therein with that that relationship of the triune God that existed from before creation, before there was time. And he has made himself known unto you. Doesn't it give us reason to say, who am I? Who am I, Lord, that you should make yourself known unto me? Who am I that you should have mercy upon me? Who am I that there was a day that you shined forth your glory into my heart and gave me an understanding of my sin and showed unto me the Savior and saved me? Who am I that that secret should belong unto me? 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says this, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts. That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That that should be made known unto us. Wonder of wonders. That God should love me. A sinner so guilty, so vile, and unclean. I don't think we sing that one, but that's I think that's Mark Webb, isn't it, Rebecca? Yeah. Um, a knowledge that we would not have unless God had revealed these secret things, these unknown things. We wouldn't have cared about these things. We would have been unconcerned about these things. We would have gone on in our sin. We would have been drinking in iniquity like water. Be unconcerned about the future state of our souls, thinking that's some kind of fairy tale. That's not real. There isn't a God. Wanting to push Him out of our thoughts, even though He's there, and you're not going to get rid of Him, you know. But trying to. So thank God for the grace that caused us to see. That not only that caused us to see not only the glories of God but feel the terrors. Of hell. Because that's what I was thinking about brother. When you were talking about that weld, You know, and you, you were alluding to that. Uh, that's got to be broken first. Uh, we need to see our need of Christ. Before we're going to flee unto him. Before we're going to flee from the from the wrath to come. We've got to see our need of Christ. Listen to John 6.44 and 45. No man can come to me. Except the father. Which hath sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. No man can come unto me. That's what he says. No man can come unto me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. Why have you come unto him? Because the Father has drawn you unto himself. Why have you loved him because he first loved you, right? He is the first cause, not us. He's the first cause. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 1:18. His prayer was that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. So it's not by degrees that you gain at a university. That's not the cause of your understanding. It's, it's not because my dad taught me these things from, and my mom taught me these things from a, from a child that I have this understanding. This is God-given light, is what it is, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know. We're knowing something that would have been secret unto us, that we would not have known. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints. We would not know those things. We would not see them as riches. We would not see Christ as something to treasure. Right? Apart from God giving us this understanding and revealing unto us the secrets that he has. To see secret things. I mean, 1 Corinthians, Paul speaks about it again. In uh, chapter two, verse nine, he says, "But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear hath heard, nor has entered in the heart of man right. the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. Amen. These are secret things that belong unto the Lord. Right. If you like wisdom, what does James says? Mm-hmm. Ask. Where's it coming from? It comes from God. Ask, and it'll be given unto you. And and and, and not not just a, he, he gives liberally, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean God's God's wisdom and understanding is of such I mean you can ask me a question and I may not have the answer. That is not the case with God. Mm-hmm. Ephesians three eighteen, verse nineteen, Paul says that we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, and we've already mentioned this in length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ. To know the love of Christ. It's one thing for us to say that we love him. But for us to know his love. For us to know the love of Christ. Which passes knowledge. There it is. The secret things that belong to God. Passes knowledge. That you may be filled with the fullness of God. There's no wonder the Lord said what he said to the disciples. About I have things to say to you. But you can't, you can't, you can't take them right now. You The fullness of God. Um. I've told you before, Don Johnson was sitting right there on the front pew, and I asked him, I standing up here, I said, Brother, what would happen if, if God were to reveal and make him, his love known unto you in its fullness? I mean, in its absolute fullness. He said, I would dissolve. I would just melt. I wouldn't, be able to, I wouldn't even be able to contain it. You know. But God comes to us, and he makes himself known unto us Things that would otherwise be unknowable. This whole idea that the psalmist mentions about this covenant. Think about what Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34 says. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. You remember how that happened at the end. It says, which my covenant they break. They get to the border of the promised land. The spies had gone into. They came back and they said, yes, it is a land flowing with milk and honey. But there are giants there. And we're grasshoppers in their sight. And it's a country that eats up its inhabitants. Mm -hmm. Right? Except for two of them. Right? Joshua. Who else? Caleb. Caleb. They brought back a big old cluster, big old cluster of <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah, that was a big cluster. Um, but, but they were like, no, the Lord's given this to us. He, he's been with us all through the wilderness. All the things that God's done. And y'all going to stop now and want to elect a captain to take us back to bondage in Egypt? There might not even have been enough guards to watch over him. They all got drowned in the sea, you know. know, I don't know how many went. Uh, Was it the whole army? I have no idea. But he said, Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord, they broke that covenant. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts. It wasn't there before the Lord revealed that secret unto us, right? And now he writes these things upon, has written these things upon our hearts. The secret of the Lord has been written upon the heart of his people. I will write it in their inward parts, I will write it in their hearts, I will be their God and they shall be. There's no maybe, they shall be my people. And there's that verse again. They shall teach no more every man his neighbor, every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Remember I told you about the story? The pastor goes to the, the man that's on his deathbed, and he's remembering all these sins. And the pastor says, Brother, if, God's, if God doesn't remember him, why, why should you? You know, those those have been forgiven. Those are under the blood. Uh, but he was being he was, at the end of his life, he was being troubled by these things. And if you have read Pilgrim's Progress, which I have recommended to you over the past 28 years, all of you haven't been here those 28 years, but I've recommended it so many times. So if you haven't read it, you know, you don't know what I'm talking about. But when Christian gets to that river and he begins to cross over, that is exactly the reason why he is sinking. Right? And... His companions there, and is faithfully saying, Brother, put your feet upon the rock. Yeah. That rock is Christ. Put your feet upon the rock. There's a place to stand right there. Put your feet upon the rock. So, does that encompass your experience? The things we've been talking about, are these things known to you? Has the Lord made these things known unto you? Who does he reveal these secret things unto? He doesn't reveal them to just anybody. What would the world do with them? They would trample them under their feet. Right? But if you know some of these things that I'm talking about, then you know the Lord. Because the Lord only reveals these things unto those who are his. He's not going to waste them. (laughs) He's not going to give them to those that that aren't going to do anything with them or not going to profit them in any way. He gives these things unto his children. This is children's bread, the secret things of the Lord. It's children's bread that he gives unto his children. It belongs to his children, absolutely. He's he's the great shepherd. He leads his sheep. He gives them understanding. And the thing that's true about them is that they desire to be taught. They desire the Lord to teach them, give them understanding. He leads his own. He's the author of... And the finisher of our faith. We are taught of God. And the Lord told the disciples. I'm going to send the comforter unto you. Yeah. And he's going to teach you. And he's going to bring things to your remembrance. That you have been taught. But he's going to take things of mine. And show them unto you. Right. These are the secret things. That belong to unto God. Think about what the Lord says in John fifteen fifteen. Henceforth I call you not servants for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth mm-hmm. but I've called you friends. Remember what we said about Moses? Spoke face to face as with a friend. I call you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. In other words, the things the Father gave unto the Son to give unto us, He's given unto us. Right? Yeah. These things are yours. These things belong unto you. This is your inheritance. This has been left unto you. Yeah, that you may know right. Right. How would we ever otherwise? Yeah. How would we ever otherwise? Mm-hmm. It does. It does have an effect, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. it it's not something that falls short. God's word doesn't return to him void, right? Yeah. Yeah. It will accomplish that for which he set it forth. Yeah, it won't return Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. That rain falls down and the grass grows, yeah. right? It doesn't return to him void. He sent the rain, and the thing for which he sent the rain for is produced. Yeah. And it's the same way in you and me. It's the same way in us. So beyond a doubt... Those who fear the Lord have the secret of his presence, his purpose, his wisdom. We could go on revealed unto them. Think about the book of Revelation, the thing that we probably have the most trouble with. I mean, there's so many different views about the book of Revelation. I mean, it's it's even within views, there's subsections of views. And yeah, I'm of that, but I'm this distinction of that. But well, what's it called? The revelation of Jesus Christ, right? right. Blessed is he who reads and understands. Yeah. The very first chapter says. <clears throat> we, we sang some hymns this morning about this understanding. You know, this is my father's world. I mean, do you hear him? Do you see him? You know, in, in the rustling grass? You know, that we sang about? Do do you do you see him? Or like the hymn says, he speaks to me everywhere, it talks about birds, different things. Do you see him everywhere? My father did that. My father created that. My father's given that unto me. Or how about the other hymn that we sang about? I am his and he is mine. Heaven above, a deeper blue. Earth around, a sweeter green. What's it go on to say? Something lives in every you. That's colors, right? That's what he's talking about when he uses that word you. That's an array of colors. Something lives in every you. That what? Christless eyes. The secret's not theirs. That Christless eyes have never seen. Never seen. So that's what we're speaking of. You remember last week, Brother J.T. was preaching... And that clap of thund- that, uh, thunder, he knows, boom. You know, that's God. Yeah. You can be in a lightning storm. Where's it going to hit next? Precisely where God sends it. There's not an errant bolt of lightning. How, how strong is that wind going to get? Precisely to the speed that God intends. How long will it rain? How much water? You know, it's going to come down out of the sky exactly as much as the Lord has intended. And the world wants to say, why would God do this or that? His ways and his thoughts are so far above yours. You couldn't begin to understand. If you want to know, you better seek the Lord. Because I tell you this, hell's coming. coming better flee from the wrath to come that's what you need to understand more than anything else you better flee to christ you better flee from you have that secret and you are an ambassador of christ you have that you have the gospel to give unto those around you you've been entrusted with that secret you've been given the gospel They may want to talk about everything else, Danny, but that's the thing that we need to bring them back to and have them to understand. The gospel is what we have. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. We have the gospel to give. That secret belongs unto us. That understanding, in other words, God's given Unto us. They're blind to the sovereignty of God. You want to think about some secrets? Mm -hmm. There's one. God's sovereign, absolutely, utterly in control of everything. That's secret. I mean, we can tell them about the sovereignty of God, but for them to be able to, you understand, that goes beyond just the words. For us to be able to believe and trust and lay down our head upon our pillow at night. And say, Lord, you're in control of that storm. Lord, Lord, you're in control of my day tomorrow that I'm dreading. And the things that are going to happen that I don't want to face. You're over that. Those things aren't in control. You're in control. You are sovereign. And you alone. There is nothing that can stand before you. And your purpose will be fulfilled in me. That's a secret that belongs unto the Lord, that if you know, if you can believe that, trust in that, rest in that, be at ease going back a verse, being at ease in that, no, I'm not going to make it to the end of the chapter. We're not even going to get out of verse 14, are we? I'm not in a race. You know? I mean, I, I could go through all these psalms, maybe, I guess. It's not really not part of my character necessarily to do that. Um, I, I want to dig deeper, you know, um, but I could have given you an overview. I mean, Brother Mike came, and the young men have been going through the book of Job. Brother Matt came, and he stayed one night with us, and the day that he came, the same day they met. And so I asked him to go by. I, he had preached here the entire book of Job in two messages. And so I knew he would be able to be some help to them in the book of Job. I haven't preached the book of Job. I could help them with some things, but I haven't preached the book in its entirety. So he came, and he met with them. He told them some things, some secret things probably, that belong now unto them. And guess what? Now you're responsible for it, right? And how about people that want to be given more? Well, have you been faithful with what the Lord's given you already? Have you been faithful with what the Lord's given to you? If you have been, then... He can give you more. He'll give you more. Be faithful with what the Lord has given unto you. This is my father's world. Oh, let me never forget. Let me never forget that though the wrong seems at times, oftentimes it seems so strong. God is the ruler yet or still. God still rules and reigns. He sets up kings. He takes down kings. The heart of the king is in his hand. He turns it with us, whoever he wishes. You know, there's a peace. Here's a secret. There's a peace that passes understanding, right? That keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. There's a peace that passes understanding. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Well, we'll uh, we'll stop there. I, I, I have had every intention, but as the Lord leads, I've had every intention to make it to the end of the book uh, for weeks now, but um, as, as long as it's profitable to you, you know, as long as it's profitable. We've gone through chapters that are as long as this in a shorter amount of time. Um, It has not been my purpose necessarily to be in chapter 25 for the length of time that we have, but as the Lord leads, as the Lord gives, you know. um, So we just continue to look to him. I mean, this will likely be the last book for some of us. Y'all said it in the beginning. And y'all figured out this is where we were going to be. Somebody blurted out, and they said, "Well, that's probably the last Bible study I'll ever be in." You know, because you're 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 not 20 years old anymore. You know, um, but the 20 year old could could pass before the 80 year old couldn't couldn't you? But it may be maybe it is the last study. But we feel like it's the one the Lord's led us to. Yeah, I'm not. Who knows? The Lord may lead us out of it and do another book. You know, but if we're here, we'll be here in a while. We were in Romans for a long time, weren't we? We didn't just skim over the surface in the book of Romans, did we? You know, we stayed there for many, many years. I don't know. maybe been, you know how many it was? Over five, over five years. So, um, And I don't know. I, I think I've conveyed this to you. Maybe some of you weren't here when I did. But I have a pastor friend who has admired you as a congregation. He said, brother, he said, the congregation you know, is faithful, you know, to to, to, to to say the course. You know, they they aren't wanting to have some topical sermon, you know, here and there on you know some self help, you know, teaching like you see in, in a lot of churches, you know. Um, but to go through and pass through a doctrinal and theological depth of a book like Romans and be patient and content to to go from one end to the other, you know, he's admired you. I'm not around his congregation ex- just here and there from time to time. But at least in the past, that must not have been um, the congregation that he preached to. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the people that are here, for you that are here, uh, and your willingness to go through a book of the Bible. I mean, that's a commitment, you know, to go through a book from one end to the other, um, see what it is that God has to say, you know, unto us. We might encourage Brother JT to preach through the Book of Isaiah. I don't know. Only as the Lord leads, uh, you know. We wouldn't want him to just do it on his own, you know. But uh, he loves that book, and him loving that book, I'm sure that he would be able to bring out some things that we might fall more in love with uh, than we have in the past. So, so uh, as the Lord leads, we look unto Him. Well, I know it's twelve thirty. I don't think that I preached beyond the c- capacity of the of the hour that they give me. You know, on that device, <clears throat> we we got started a little bit late. We sang, you know, a few songs, but that's okay. Um, this is the Lord's day, not my day. I mean, every day is His, really, but this is specifically His. This is His day. We're, we're to come together for the purpose for which we've assembled. Uh, let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is, yeah. Uh, a lot of people think this is their day. I'm gonna fish. I'm gonna hunt. Can't can't find it out. Yeah. Uh, he's got to make it known. Right. We're not gonna know otherwise. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, no amount of it could be the you know the, the Albert Einsteins. Which I sent a quote to you about uh, that Einstein made not too long ago. But, um, you know, if he is, you know, if, and he apparently was. I mean, I, I couldn't have figured out some of the things that, that he figured out, of course. Uh, but did he know the Lord? Did he know the secret things of God? Did he know the salvation there is in Christ? What more important thing is there for you to know? I mean, yeah, you could graduate with a master's degree in whatever. Uh, but if you didn't know the Lord, you don't know anything. That's the, None of that knowledge, not any of that knowledge is going to help you in eternity. I, I sent out that, that, that hymn to you this week because I was listening to a message, and he probably said it five different times. I mean, I'm listening to it. I can anticipate when he was about to say it after I heard him say it the first time. But he would, he would, he would just in the middle of his message, multiple times, he would say eternity eternity where will you spend eternity now you're awake. i could have said it louder but but i was like that's good that's really good where will you spend eternity well let's stand. is a safe and secret place beneath the wings divine reserved for all the heirs of grace oh be that refuge mine the least and feeblest there may bide uninjured and unawed while thousands fall on every side he rests secure in God he feeds in pastures large and fair of love and truth divine oh child of God O, oh, glory's heir How rich a lot is thine, a hand almighty to defend, an ear for every call, an honored life, a peaceful end, and heaven to crown it all. Mm -hmm. That's yours, if you're in Christ. That belongs to you, all of it, every bit of it. That was something that was written by Henry Francis Light. I don't know if you know him or not, but, well, you don't know him. He was 1800. No, of him.